0: the Lord. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all well. Welcome to another episode of nursing you to spiritual health my name is Maxine thank you for joining in once again I hope you've had a lovely week I hope you ended the week in great fellowship with Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior and you're ready to start a new week it's a month of victory the month of May where God reveals more of himself to us each day and as we embrace the world as we embrace our lives we only have to glorify God revealing Jesus and revealing his glory upon our lives. Thank you once again and i just like to start by thanking the Lord, hallelujah, for his great and mighty blessings and love that he has shown us this week. Father God, we praise you, we give you all the glory, the honor, we bless you, oh God. We bless your name, we bless your presence in our lives. We are grateful, we are honored, and we are gratefully thankful that you have manifested over and over again in us, oh God. We thank you for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, O oh King of Kings, Lord. God of lords you are faithful and true the eternal lamb we thank you for your eternal sacrifice we thank you for your eternal love we thank you for your eternal salvation we thank you for the life that you have given us these away life the God life we thank you that you continue to show us what it means to live righteously and in glory of you oh God we thank you that you continue to intercede for us oh God. Oh Holy Spirit, our great counselor, our great teacher, we glorify your presence in our lives. We're thankful that we are your temples, that you can manifest yourself in us every single moment of our lives. We thank you that you continue to nourish us. We thank you that you continue to counsel us. We thank you that you continue to teach us, show us the wisdom, the knowledge of God and spiritual understanding that gives us light. We're grateful for your constant presence in our lives. As we start this week, we start in your greatness, oh God. We start in your blessings, we start in your mercy, we start in your love, oh God. We are blessed as we come in, we are blessed as we go out. We are the heads and not the tail because you are in us and we are in you, oh God. Whatever that you've placed in our hands, may it reveal your glory. Whatever we touch, oh God, through our skill and our labor, may it reveal your presence, oh God. Your glory, your salvation, the love that you have for this world. May we reveal Jesus Christ in our lives. We ask you to bless our families. We ask you to bless our parents, our children. We ask you to bless our siblings, and we ask you to bless those who we interact with on a regular daily basis. And Father God, as we continue to start this week, may one person be touched by you. May we have one unbeliever receive you just through interaction with us, O God. As long as we are able to glorify your name, to glorify your presence, to glorify the gospel through our actions, O God, use us as your vessels fit for your use, O God. We thank you and we ask you to forgive us as well. Forgive us, for we have been sinners, we have lived in iniquity, we have exposed ourselves with a self inner veil of selfishness. Oh God, and we continue to ask you to purge us. Purge us from our iniquities, O oh God. And also as you continue to purge us, we also continue to forgive those who trespass against us. And God, for every door that you've opened, deliver us from evil. We ask all this trusting and believing in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome once again. The scripture I have for this week comes from the book of Second Peter chapter 3, from verses 10 down to 15. Oh Lord God, we are in an interesting world. The world has continued to just show its moral decadence. But Peter, the Apostle of Christ, continues to push and remind us that it's so important to always be upstanding. We should be upstanding human beings in these times and in these days of moral decadence. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10-15 to 15. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, what holy and godly lives you should live looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On the day, He will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and new earth He has promised, a world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in His sight. And remember our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved this is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him hallelujah this is perfect this is a wonderful instruction from Apostle Peter telling us to always maintain our moral standards and they're not moral standards that come from society these are moral standards from God. I remember last week, you know, we were talking about being vessels that were fit for the master's use. And we've always mentioned that God has standards, standards that he's not relenting in order to accommodate us. Yes, he loves us. But in order to be used by God, in order to be a vessel of Christ, there are some checklists that you have to accomplish. And it all comes down to action. It all comes to how you speak how you behave and how you relate with people. And it's always easy to think that I can do this in front of others and they can see me and they can say, yes, Maxine is morally upstanding. Maxine exudes the standards of God. But remember, there's a spiritual realm that also looks looks down upon earth the heavens looks down upon earth god is looking jesus is looking you know the holy spirit is constantly seeing us you know not only just the the trinity but the angels as well the the spirits as well you know the good spirits the bad spirits the demonic spirits they're watching so you know you cannot be those people who practice something different from what they preach and so Paul is telling us that we should live our lives first of all knowing that we have Zoe you know God has saved us and so we have his life we are partakers of his nature and so that means that we have to live the God kind of life here on earth so definitely our lives are different they're not the same They're not the same as it was before, before, you know, we were saved. It's different now. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. And we also have structure. We have foundation. We have Jesus Christ who's provided the blueprint. Remember in Philippians, we're told to have a mindset like that of Christ. And so when we ask about what this mindset is, we look at the life of Christ and the first four Gospels and see how Christ behaved, see how he spoke, see how he thought, what are his manners what were his actions what were his responses and that is your blueprint you know peter goes on to tell us that there's so many things in this world that are seemed that they seem to be valuable you know the things that people build their lives based on materialistic possessions gold and money the chase of 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 societal uplifting being approved by society being watched by many people being famous being followed being liked there are lots of influences from social media that make people believe that the foundation of what life is is to be approved by other human beings that are just as flawed and are also unbelievers. There are standards in society that have been set that that define what family should be like, the dysfunction of it, you know, marriages, and the dysfunction of it, how we should behave as people. We seem to be allowing certain Toxic infiltrates to just manifest within our cultures and societies and this is not just amongst unbelievers. This also happens in the church as well and we need to be careful because we are set apart. And it doesn't mean that we're arrogant. It doesn't mean that we're egoistical about it. We're set apart because Jesus Christ has laid down his life for us. And he has given us the opportunity to receive him as our Lord and Savior. And now that we've had that opportunity, our transformation is not just for our spiritual lives. It's for everything that we do. We now are living in the spirit rather than the flesh. And so one, when we are living in the spirit, it just doesn't restrict us to spiritual matters, but it affects every aspect of our lives. And so we know that Jesus Christ is coming. We know that the end times are here. But even in the end times, we should always look forward to ensuring that the glory of God is revealed in everything that we do, In your workplace, are you revealing Jesus? Are you revealing Christ and his glory? At your home, with your family, your friends, your loved ones, are you revealing Christ and his glory with your children? Are you having conversations that make them know who Jesus Christ is? Are your actions and the way you speak revealing Jesus Christ so that when they see you, they see Jesus? You know we keep on saying that Christ is in us and we are in him you know God tells us when we obey his commandments he abides in us you know we, he comes and abodes in our temple and the Holy Spirit is with us and so do we show this do we reveal this in our very way we live in our actions in the way we think in the way we speak despite the adversities that we face, we must always think of representing Christ. And so that means we have to live lives that are peaceful. God is a God of order. God is not a God of confusion. God is not a God of chaos. He's the Lord of peace and the Lord of peace can give you peace by all means. And he's promised that to us and he's given ask that peace. It's up to us to receive it and allow our mindset to receive that peace of God. And he says, yes, your suffering will be for a time, but there will come a moment where you will manifest the glory and enjoy the benefits from that suffering. And he continues to tell us that despite what you see in this world, despite the moral decadence, despite the moral craziness that happens where we see lots of evil, lots of evil influence from the realms of satan and his principalities infiltrating not just in government but in structures and systems of society in the family in relationships in children we are to live pure and blameless lives and paul reveals to us the patience of god In these end times, he's showing us that God is still patient with us. He's patient with us because he still wants people to be saved. That's how powerful and loving God is. And so, yes, you're here to live your life. You're here to live according to the the precepts and the ordinances of Christ. But at the same time, we've been given a great commission to go forth and spread the word and have people receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it to ensure that there are many people who will be just like you to receive Jesus Christ that day that he comes like a thief, that day when the heavens pass away and the elements of the earth disappear when all the cars, the houses and the, the, the materialistic possessions that lots of people go after, the societal perceptions that Satan has placed within society all disappear. God is telling us that in all in all this we should ensure that our lives are holy, our lives are godly, you know. And and you know, in order to achieve this, just open the word. Open the word of God. Take time during your week, take time during your day. You know, we, we see people like Joseph in the Word. Joseph was a very upstanding person and he loved God and God used him and God gave him a vision of his future. And that vision led him to a life of suffering. And you know, sometimes it looks very unfair, but even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of all that crazy temptation, Joseph was still upstanding. Potiphar's wife came at him tried to seduce him and he and he said no yes he ended up in jail but remember it is because of his interpretation of the dream that he was made an overseer of egypt and he saved a whole community and the israelites from famine and drought and so if if joseph had compromised his standards if joseph had compromised his godly holy self even in times of his suffering then we would be having a whole generation that is lost. And so even now, God is calling unto us, and he's expecting us to live godly and holy lives because he's searching for a person. He's searching for a person that will bring his glory, that he will bring his glory and save generations of people, save families, save marriages, save institutions, save systems that represent Jesus Christ. You know, and you know, I think about Daniel at this point. Daniel was a great man of God. Daniel was not only just a prophet, but he was a scholar. Daniel used knowledge. He used the knowledge that was within the world, the knowledge that was within his society. But at the same time, he remained rooted in God. He remained rooted in Christ. And we can see how God used him in the whole generation of of kings that came and went from the days of King Nebuchadnezzar to King Belshazzar. Daniel stood Even when Belshazzar was passed away and the the king of of Medes and Pasha, Darius, came along, he still stood. Then there was a man who stood the era of different kings coming in and going out because he was rooted in God. And he was in a world of decadence. He was in a world where there was a lot of idol worship. They would steal jewelry and, and gold and all these great ornaments that were from the holy temple and use them for their own use. They would engage in immorality morality, idol worship. And still, Daniel would go and pray three times a day as it was in the Jewish tradition, facing Jerusalem. And even in the most difficult times when they tried to set him up, you know, during Darius' time and they threw him in the Lion of Dens, God came through. And that's a message for us today. As you reflect on this week, think about Daniel Think about the life that he lived. Think about the moral upstanding uh, behavior and personality he portrayed in the word. We are meant to learn from Daniel that in the midst of systems of decadence that show the, 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 the presence of Satan, the presence of evil in our lives, we can still stand proud. You know, a lot of Christians are quiet and we shouldn't be quiet. There are occasions where sometimes we have to exercise wisdom. But the Lord God has put you in positions and certain systems in your life to show Christ. You know, we always think about revealing Christ as chatting and talking about the Word. But your actions, your life in itself, can reveal the gospel. Your actions and your life itself can reveal Jesus. So, As we start this week, as we reflect on this week, as we think of Daniel and the way he was morally upstanding, still insisting not to engage in the practices of the unbelievers, focusing on Christ, rooting himself by praying and always being in fellowship with God in the secret place. And he would come out. And when he would come out, he would still engage in his duties and deliver accurately. He was a dream interpreter. He was a prophet. He advised kings. And whatever he spoke happened. And look at how God came through for Daniel. We would see that Daniel would intercede for the people of Israel. And the angels would come and answer his prayers. We have to strive for a life like this. That when we live in righteousness, when we strive to live in a godly manner that Jesus has shown us, he sends his angels to us with messages, with blessings, with anointings, and with responsibilities to continue the work that he has left for us. This week is a challenging week because God is calling us to start establishing ourselves as his holy people, his godly people, living lives of peace that are pure and blameless. That despite the craziness that happens in society, despite the societal cultural views, the peer pressure, the, the ways that people make look Christ, make Christianity look like it's it's not worth pursuing, that the way of God is not worth being established or rooted in, God is calling on us to, you know, put those tools down, put those principles down and and embrace his principles and stand forth in boldness, knowing that you represent Christ. You're an ambassador of Christ. You know, when you got saved, you entered the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, there's no democracy. In the kingdom of God, it's God's way. So if you're not going to do it God's way, then you can't be in the kingdom but in this kingdom God gives and God gives wholly and completely and he gives without fail it's always there for our taking and he expects us to represent him and so see yourself as an ambassador of Christ You know, as you look at ambassadors in different countries, they represent their home country. There's a way that they have to behave. There's a way they have to present themselves, even when they come for official, formal functions. They come in the capacity of that president. They come in the capacity of that government. And so you are coming in the capacity of Christ. You're coming in the capacity of the government of Christ, And so there's an expectation. So as you do your IT, as you engage in media, as you engage in your medical field, as you talk to people, as you interact with people, remember you're representing Christ. You're an ambassador of Christ. Be peaceful. Think and live godly. Embrace the holiness of God in your lives and be an example of revealing Jesus Christ and his glory. Please do have a good week and I will see you next week, take care.